0: Welcome back to Moms and Baseball. This is Stephanie. And I'm Diana. And you're listening to one of our bonus episodes about reviewing our baseball tournaments. If you have any corrections, please send them to us. We will keep the show notes updated. So please make sure to check those out too. The easiest place to see the show notes is on our website, momsandbaseball.com. The tournament
1: that we are reviewing today is the Michigan Monster, which is a Hawks Gold tournament, and for the first time this year, they partnered with USSSA for the Michigan Monster. This tends to be a very popular tournament. It fills up very fast. Um, We participated in this tournament in the 13U division, and there were 20 teams. It took place June 7th through the 9th, and it tended to be mostly major level and high AA level teams. So it is a very competitive tournament, and not to have a spoiler alert at the beginning of this episode, but I think that's probably the best part of the tournament is is just the competition that's there. They draw some really good teams for this tournament.
0: Absolutely. So this tournament, we had a couple of different fields. They use church fields, which are great. I think that's a well use of their, you know, resources that are available. Um, So the first field we had, the first game is the Hidden Springs Church. The fields were fine. They were softball fields. There was portable mounds. Um, Parking was very close. Nice dugouts, but that kind of was it. No bleachers. There was shade in the back, I guess, with trees, but just a typical church field. I don't know.
1: <laughs> right. In Hidden Spring Churches in Howell, I could be wrong, but based on going to Michigan Monster Tournaments in the past, I think this is like their main complex or like the first facility that they tend to use. So if you've gone to the Michigan Monster Tournament, you've probably played at Hidden Springs
0: Church. Yeah. Our second field that we played at was our Savior Lutheran Church, and that was in Heartland. Um, The fields were in rough shape. Uh, Grass and weeds were bad and all over. There was a portable mound. The parking lot was just kind of in a tall grass area, like you just parked kind of wherever. And of course, you know, here in Michigan, it's been a tick boom. So like, uh, yeah, the tall grass was not very good for anybody walking in. And two people on our team did actually have ticks on them. So Uh, This was a little uh, not as great as the other ones. I don't know how to say this. Like, (laughs) yeah, we
1: were, yeah, yeah, we weren't a fan. And like I said, we we knew to watch out for ticks because this is kind of a nice setting. It's set back up against the woods, and so that I could appreciate, and I didn't mind having to walk, you know, from the grassy area until I realized that the six inch grass that you were walking through must have been covered in ticks because the two people from our team that definitely had ticks on them were both coaches. So it's not like they were kids running around and playing in the woods. Like all they did was park their car, walk to the fields, and then they were on the fields. But um, one coach had a tick picked off him like in the middle of the game, off of his neck. I think it was the Michigan Dogs coach who informed us that the day before somebody found six ticks on them from that field. Yes. Yeah. So he was like, check your kids. And we're like, crap. So we were all like, constantly paranoid. We were checking. It It was just a gross feeling all day. You felt like every little tickle you were uh-huh. covered in
0: ticks. We did get some spray and sprayed, but still though, I mean, you just never know. <laughs> yeah. You never
1: know. And then our, our other coach went home and did find a tick on him as well. So, it, you know, you can't blame this tournament for being covered in ticks but you can kind of blame them for not having an area to park or a path to walk in that therefore then leads to ticks covering you (laughs) yes
0: yes exactly
1: (laughs) so yeah we were we were not a fan of that location at our savior no
0: church so uh the next location is ore creek middle school and that's in heartland and they did not have a real mound it was just kind of a hole in front of a pitching plate there was actually zero space for seating on both sides there was like a little I don't know ditch on one side and then we were kind of backed up to another field on our side so there was really not much seating except behind home plates and like again this was like a hot summer day again so like setting up a tent was almost Almost impossible. impossible yeah absolutely
1: yeah the the little seating that was there that was almost like the fields were dug out and so the the part on the side was like a hill i guess if you sat in the grass it could have been okay it could have been like hillside stadium seating but you couldn't really set up a chair you were um we all were like leaning forward feeling like
0: we were gonna fall
1: out of a chair Yeah, the angle was
0: not very good at all so no lights um no early sunday games which was fine and nice for traveling because they're church fields the fields were raked and chalked between games bases were spray painted before the Hawks gold game.
1: Yeah. I just put that there because I thought it was interesting. Like that is one thing I feel like this tournament does well is they do a nice job of grooming the fields in between the games and re-talking the fields. And they really took a lot of care and raking and, and doing what they could to make the fields nice for each game but i noticed when we played hawks gold one of the hawks gold coaches came out and even spray painted the bases like bright white oh, of course and i thought oh like it's so like nicely you know raked in chalks but like there's still weeds and grass all yes. over the dirt it was kind of it was
0: kind of an interesting combination mm, absolutely so we gave it a rating of uh two and a half out of five it's just you know I think if it was just at the Hidden Springs Church location, the rating would obviously be higher, but um, yeah. Yeah, we had to take the
1: other locations Mm -hmm. into account. And this is the first year our 13U team has attended this tournament. We've always looked at going, but there's always been another tournament going on that weekend that we wanted to go to um, because... The Michigan Monster goes on all summer long, and it's always one age division at a time. So the weekend will change every year because you're changing age divisions every year. But So this is the first year 13U has gone. Um, I've gone three times prior with other teams, and I will say the one thing that they had in common all but the 12U year you're going to play at multiple locations. They're rarely going to be like just at Hidden Springs Church. And, and the locations may vary. Like I had never been to Oro Creek Middle School or to Our Savior Lutheran Church. I had been to other church fields in Howell. So, and they're always about, you know, 15 to 20 minutes apart. So I, I'm just bringing that up because no matter what age level you're at, more than likely you're going to be moving around to, to several different church fields.
0: And, you know, I mean, we don't, we've never really minded that. I mean, we've always taken that into account. That wasn't like our big thing. It's just the, sometimes the condition of the fields were just not very good. The next category is tournament management. So this would be our scheduling, communication rules, et cetera, all of those. They did use Tourney Machine app, um, the U.S.A. site. Communication was good. There was a three-game guarantee. It was very difficult to make brackets.
1: Yes. Six of the 20 teams made brackets. And this was one thing that I saw as a major downside to the tournament. And I feel like it's changed recently, or maybe it just so happened to be that this year they have 20 teams in this division. But in previous years, I feel like when I've gone, there've been 16 teams and I think eight teams made brackets. So it wasn't so cutthroat in pool play. Like eight of 16 is a much better percentage than six of 20, obviously. So there were five pools of four teams each and the winner of each pool moved on and they I mean I'm sure they all they were tough teams. there. our pool was a tough pool we knew it was going to be tough so you had to win your pool to move on those five pool winners moved on and then one wild card so then the the best second place team moved on so those were the only six that moved on and that yeah that's something that we do look at in tournament management is how difficult is it to make it into bracket play? Cause it always makes it for a more enjoyable tournament. If it's a little bit more relaxed during pool play. And if you've listened to our other reviews, you know that we also feel like coaches are less likely to kind of abuse kids' arms when they don't have to take those pool play games quite as seriously. So that, that was a negative in the tournament management for us.
0: Absolutely. Um, they did also have MVP tags, but they, the communication between the coaches I think was not very good. So um we only did the mvp tags once and that was when we played the hosting tournament hawks which gold. was the hawks gold team which was <laughs> unfortunate but like right. it was never even brought up nobody even it was a bummer.
1: Right. And it, it could just be maybe by, they figure by the 13U division, coaches know that their tournaments have MVP tags and you should hand them out. But our team had never been there before. I knew that we had MVP tags, or at least that the tournament usually did. Um, and so I kept thinking, why aren't they doing the MVP? <laughs> right. But like no, our team didn't do it and the other team didn't do it. And And then when we played Hawks Gold and he came over and asked, you know, to do the MVP tag thing, our coach was kind of like, oh, is that what this is? (laughs) So, and we'd already played our other two pool games. So I just feel like that was kind of like a little, it's a cool thing that they offer, but then it's a negative in the terms of communication in terms of maybe it wasn't communicated as well as it could be. I will also include here in tournament management because this was one of my favorite parts of the tournament was the structure of the tournament it was just a lot of fun and they had bonus activities they would have like a home run derby and um I know what you call it where you like throw around the horn or something Mm -hmm. like that like they would have a few different competitions and coaches could nominate one player like for each competition and I want to say uh Max's second year playing 8U, because I remember the the kid who won it, they even had like a dance competition, you know, at the 8U level. And yeah, so I mean, it was just a really, really, really fun tournament. But I don't know if they just don't do that anymore at the 13U level. Is that a COVID thing? Is that because they're partnering with U-Trip now? I'm not sure what the reason is, but they didn't have any of that extra fun stuff. (laughs) Right, right. So we rated the tournament management four out of five points.
0: Yep. Yep. Our next category is fees. So that would be tournament parking, gate, stay to play, any of those. The tournament was $500. The gate fee was $10 per weekend and 12 and under were free, which I appreciate that. There was no state to play because it was a lot of local teams. Um, so, you know, pretty typical. We appreciate it. So we gave it a rating of a 4.5 out of 5.
1: Yep. Restrooms. Yeah. <laughs> so... The restrooms, um, at every location we were at, they were always porta johns We never had flush restrooms as an option, and that's been true in previous years when we played at other fields as well. And I'm going to say, I told myself going into this, that I'm not going to use the, their past against them, because when I went several years ago... Um, it was probably the worst porta john experience oh I've ever had, geez. and it's why I'm now traumatized by porta johns <laughs> at tournaments. Oh my god! It was literally like they had porta johns lined up at the Hidden Springs Church, which is what they still yeah, do. They I did. think they have a yeah. few more porta johns now, but um, like every single one was like full ah. to the brim, slash borderline overflowing with no toilet paper. And the thing is, if you've been there, the Hidden Springs Church location, like there's nothing no. else there, like. That church is way yes. off the beaten path. It's not like you can run across the street and go to fast food or gas station or something. Like that's yeah. what you got. So the men would all go out in the weeds, you know, think ticks again. <laughs> and go to the bathroom. Oh. but um that's literally what people did. So it in the past it was really, really, really bad. And I will say it's not that bad now, but it's Stephanie will talk a little bit more yeah, about that. I
0: you know, maybe it was just the one I chose, but the one I chose was not pretty either, but I mean, I will give them this. I do appreciate there was a hand-washing station, so I didn't have to use their gross sanitizer and feel like I wasn't clean. So there was a, a hand-washing station at the the first fields that we played at, so I did appreciate that. Um, the other ones I tried yeah. never to use the Portageon john again, so.
1: <laughs> right, and it's funny because Stephanie must have been so yeah. traumatized that when I – when I originally went through when we were looking at the notes that we worked on together, she'd given them 0 out of 5 and I was like, "Well, they had bathrooms, so I feel like we can't do 0." But it was yeah. But after we we reconsidered the fact that there were hand washing stations, they did have lots of porta johns and
0: the ones at the
1: other fields were not that bad. So, yeah. We thought we were generous rating them a two out of five in the restrooms.
0: Yes. I guess they did have some, but whatever. Yeah.
1: Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Just don't drink a lot of coffee. Or water or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when it's a hundred degrees and you're (laughs) dehydrating yourself so you don't ever have to go to the bathroom. I will say
0: it was like a good thing that we only had like one or two games per day and that we had like a big break in between so that we could venture out and actually find something like a (laughs) restaurant with a bathroom. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So the next yep. category are umpires. They did have two umpires for every game. That's where the positive just ends. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No,
1: I will say there's another positive. Every umpire we had was super nice. They were nice. They were really nice guys. And one of the umps even, like, warmed up one of the pitchers in between the games, which I thought he was did? really cute. Wow. You know, like, because he did. He did at the Our Savior Lutheran Church oh, okay. at that field. Yeah, he, he I don't remember if it was for our team. I think it was for the other team. And the, the catcher was taking a while, you know, to get dressed. And he squatted down, and he warmed the kid up. Um, And he joked around with the kids. The kids liked him. And same thing with the other umps. So I feel like they, they were, were nice. Really nice. They
0: were nice. Nice. Um, one of the umpire, I think, was very inexperienced. So uh, the ball would come in and he would turn away from every pitch. So I like the home plate umpire, yes. like, would, like kind of like run yes. and duck in turn. Like every time, like we saw the other coaches for the other team, like it wasn't just like our game that we noticed this and it just. Uh, no, he
1: he didn't ump behind the plate oh, for our game. It, it was, was the game before game when we were watching. And I mean, it was one of the other coaches that had pointed it out to us. And it was like, oh, my goodness. Like how do you even call? Balls right, and he's strikes not even You're ducking and covering every uh, time. So, but I didn't see him. I didn't see him behind the plate again after that. So I will give them credit for that. After that, I only saw him in the field.
0: Did they switch it out? Um, yeah,
1: they did. And then the ump that we had several times behind the plate, like I said, super nice guy. I also think that he was very new to umpiring and he had a very interesting strike zone. Like balls in the yes, dirt were strikes consistently. Yes. Our pitchers took advantage of that, so you know, take it for what it is, I guess. But you know, you hate when the strike zone is that crazy that it it, it actually alters how the game runs. You know, based on the ump strike zone. I, I I always appreciate when the strike zone is close enough that the kids feel like they can go up to the plate and swing at strikes and let balls go by, versus having to completely change right. their mindset. I guess that's part of the game. It
0: just, well, it was just a little disappointing (laughs) for the competitive tournament that it is. You know what I mean? Like these are some big competitive teams and then you have a local umpire with the strike zone and the dirt. It's just, what are we teaching our kids? What are we teaching our kids? But okay. So our rating was one and a half out of three. It is what it is concessions,
1: that was really easy to rate because they didn't have any. The Hidden Springs Church location traditionally does. They've always had concessions in the past. They have a little building set up right when you walk in. Uh, They weren't open. So again, I don't know, was this just COVID things? Uh, I'm not really sure, but we couldn't give them any points when they didn't have any. So concessions were zero out of two. Absolutely. Uh, The last category we look at is miscellaneous. And that's basically a catch all for everything else that wasn't included in the other categories or something that was so notable. We felt like it deserved bonus points or fewer points. So once again, we looked at one of the things we were looking forward to at this tournament were like the home run derby, but which they didn't have. It's hard to count that against them too much because other tournaments don't have that right. either. <laughs> it's
0: just that something we knew that they had. and No, I think it's just, this one was, yeah, built up because everybody yeah. had loved it from previous years and they were like, oh, you got to do the monster tournament. This is so amazing and so I think it was built up in our head of like, this is going to be so much fun and great competition and then it was like, wah, wah, you know, when we got there, so. Yeah, yep, yeah, there were no playgrounds. Um, You could bring
1: coolers. That was a huge plus, especially since that would have been ridiculous not to allow coolers since there were right. no consent So yeah, you could bring your food. Thank goodness. Depending on the location, it was either out in the middle of nowhere and there was nothing else nearby. The one location did have some stuff nearby. Our Savior Lutheran Church did have some options really close. So that was nice. But the other two were kind of more off the beaten path. You weren't going to find anything else close quickly. Again, we knew that this was part of it, but being located at so many different fields was kind of a negative. And it was never terrible for us, thank goodness. But I noticed for some other teams, they had a little bit rougher schedule where they had a one game break and then they were at you know oh, another yeah. field 20, 30 minutes away later. And so it just it's it wasn't ideal. It wasn't ideal scheduling or just from convenience standpoint. I had to look it up because we did not get to experience this ourselves, but it looks like the trophy for the tournament was rings. So they did get rings and then they had a big belt as the team trophy. So kids love that. But I still think once again, the biggest bonus of this whole tournament is just the competition. Yes. Yes. And so that that's a huge bonus. I know that's the thing that matters most to a lot of coaches is what teams are going to be there. So That was a definitely big plus. I'm curious to see in the future if it stays this way, because I do feel like maybe they've lost a little bit of their magic. I I don't know. I don't know if I'm just, my standards have raised or what's happened, but I I definitely was disappointed because I've been wanting our team to go to Mm -hmm. this forever. So miscellaneous we gave it a three out of five and again that was primarily just based on the teams that came i'm gonna throw this out there because it was interesting it seemed like most majors level teams from michigan were there but there were no hit dogs oh
0: yeah so where were they <laughs> they're probably playing further out <laughs> oh, I'm sure they were played... <laughs> way further out this I'm was like sure a good michigan tournament something. though. this was a good local tournament for the competition but now that we're seeing we've opened our eyes and I mean you travel further and you get better all around we've noticed so hmm, it is what it is yep so our total brought us it rounded it up to 18 out of 30 which is only a base hit yeah I never, I never would
1: have believed before we went there that that's how we would have rated this tournament. It's been one of my favorite ones previously. I think our rating system is just really hard on it too, though, because we put give so many points towards random things like yeah, restrooms. So obviously yeah. they're not going to yeah. do well. You can't do well in concessions when you don't have them. So that's just kind of how our rating system is. If we, if they got points for the teams that showed up, and that's what it was based on, then this would be a significantly higher rating. Absolutely.
0: But that's just how our rating system is. So it's a basic mm-hmm. tournament. So how did we do we went for one in pool play we made it into brackets is only the wild card team and then we lost our first bracket game so yeah that's it that's all we have
1: As always, if you are associated with this tournament and you know that we got something incorrect or if we've got changes we need to make, please feel free to let us know. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter as Moms and Baseball. You can send us an email at momsandbaseball at gmail.com, and we will make sure to keep our show notes updated. So when you're listening to this episode, please make sure to check the show notes, and if you don't see them on your podcast player, you can always check our website, momsandbaseball.com. And Moms and Baseball is going to be taking a break for the holiday weekend, so there will be no episode coming out on Friday, July 9th. We hope to be back by Friday, July 16th, but I will say that we are going to be out of town traveling for, you guessed it, baseball for a couple of weeks as well. So just kind of hang in there with us. We plan on wrapping up our tournament reviews for the season. We do have several big tournaments coming up like the Ballparks of America in Branson and Cal Ripken Experience in Myrtle Beach, just to name a couple. So you can look forward to those, but if we're gone for a week or two, don't panic. We're just busy traveling and we'll be back as soon as we can. Until next time, have fun at the fields. We'll see you next week.